This is Mark Sevy with Five Points Podcast. Uh, it's a Sunday morning in sunny Southern California. I'm with a good friend and collaborator at Times, uh, novelist, screenwriter, Christopher Styers. Chris, how are you this morning? I'm doing fine. And uh, how are you? Good, good, good. Um, busy, which is good. Um, yeah. So let's see. We should first uh recognize your wonderful accomplishment which is uh, that your book dropped on um friday, friday yeah right? and it's called again desire and witchery and it's got uh it's great cover we've talked about that uh yeah. many times and it's your you are uh one of those wonderfully uh accomplished writers who gets publishers to actually put out <laughs> book uh, paper versions of your book rather than uh-huh. print on demand. So, I mean, you've been working, how long you've been working on this? I mean, all in this book. Yeah. Um, I finished it up probably last summer. Oh, okay. And then you've, you've done some, there's been some editing and things like that. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. Big time. Uh, well, another feather in your writing cap. I, yep. you're full of uh, feathers these days. You're going to, you're going to look like a peacock uh, any day now. So congratulations. <laughs> We are in award season, excuse me, and the, I, you know, I had a great experience. I have BritBox. I picked it up when they were running a special and they uh-huh. were at the last minute. I saw that they were running the BAFTAs live, which meant for the, I haven't ever, I've seen the BAFTA awards, which are the British Academy Awards basically. And, yeah. but I've never seen them live. So I was able to tune in and watch the last four or five categories, which were all the big, the big ones, best picture, best you know, all this. Yes. Um, so much different than our Academy Awards, which I really appreciate because there were no, as far as I, I don't know about the whole show, but at least for this last segment, there was no commercials. There was no, not, you know, there was the normal banter, but um, it was basically straight. They didn't play anybody off. You know, everybody uh-huh. got to say what they wanted to say as far as their accomplishment, which is, uh, let's face it, you know, even though I'm not a, I'm not interested in winning an Academy Award. If I did, I would want as much time as possible to t- to thank people. And uh, anyway, it was great to see. So, uh, Power of the Dog won Best Picture, and uh, it was a it was a terrific uh, show. And then also, there the Critics' Choice Awards were. I, I believe Power of the Dog also won mm-hmm. for that. So now we've got our Academy Awards next next Monday. Yeah. So. Um, I ask you to pick just two categories, best picture, best screenplay. Do you, do you have your picks? Yes. Uh, for best picture, I decided to go with what I've read is considered an underdog mm-hmm. and uh, Coda. Oh, okay. That's uh, yeah, that's an interesting film. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, for, for best screenplay? Um, licorice pizza. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a consensus. Um, that's what I'm picking also. And I'm, but I'm picking power of the dog for, um, but all I, I could see licorice pizza coming in and uh, taking that award um, based on the, uh, cause I, we saw power of the dog, but I've never, I haven't seen licorice pizza or Coda yet. Um, right. Yeah. So Paul Thomas Anderson is, has a great track record. So yes. licorice pizza is a good, a good possibility. So. 
All right. Uh, well, we'll see how we do. Uh, the The Academy Awards is Sunday, March 27th. Uh, I think it starts at 5 p.m. Pacific. So it uh, should be an interesting show. We are uh, Plot Points Podcast. We can You can find us at uh, plotpoints.com, which is the website I set up for the podcast, or on you can go anywhere podcasts or, or listen to Amazon, um, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever. Plus, um, there's a phone number you can call, 919-SCRIPTS, which will get you a voicemail, which you can leave us uh, messages, uh, call it, you know, cuss us out, whatever you want to do. Call us idiots. I, I don't really care. Uh, and that's 919-727-4787 or 919-SCRIPTS. Um, cool. So um, let's see, now that you're a, um, a successful uh, millionaire uh, novelist, uh, Chris, uh, <laughs> do you want to do you want to do you want to sponsor the podcast for for, you know, I mean, throw some money at it. So. All right. Uh, what do you been? What's the what's what's your millionaire book uh, mind been watching lately? What have you been what have you been watching? Well, I've been reading a lot books. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I found myself watching some older movies that I hadn't seen in a while, mm-hmm. and I watched Bill. Okay. Okay. Uh, Get Shorty. Yeah, cool movie. And uh, an old Jimmy Stewart, Dean Martin, Raquel Welch western, Bandolero. Oh, okay. Yeah, I it's funny. I just saw Dean Martin. Of course, those of those of anybody under 50 may not know who uh, Dean Martin is, but he was a big, a big he was part of the Rat Pack about uh, the, uh, the the Frank Sinatra, yeah. you know, uh, Peter Lawford, Sammy Davis Jr. Rat Pack. Yeah. A good, good writer, good Italian boy. Uh, good, good singer. Yeah, I have been watching a lot of documentaries. Uh, yeah. I started a couple crime documentaries which i thought were uh pretty interesting and then uh, i haven't been watching too much else I, you know the same same old same old basically yeah. but um yeah you know the i i've been watching shetland which is an ann cleaves uh based on an ann cleaves book uh-huh she wrote um vera the Vera series, Vera Stanhope series and then this uh-huh. shetland which i love the location because it takes place it takes place in the North Sea, basically on the islands of uh, Shetland. I think it's a, Shetland's an island. Anyway, wherever it is, it's it's they're very isolated, uh, so uh-huh. it's pretty cool. And then um, you know, just whatever, lot of lot of the same stuff uh, as as I have been watching Luther and uh, Taggart and all that mm-hmm. other thing. So, uh, but I think I'm going to watch. Um, uh, I did see we did see Power of the Dog and I did see Get Shorty. I, I want to see um, this new Ryan Reynolds film. Uh, Adam, is it Adam? Yes. You called yes. Adam. You saw that, right? Yes. Yeah, and you Adam enjoyed Project. it. I yeah, enjoyed Adam, it. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah, it looks good. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is a really great. Uh, he, he's suddenly taken his place in the pantheon yes. of uh, A list actors. So and Zoe Zaldana. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, she. Yeah, she's in but, it too. Yeah, she's been well. She's been kicking ass for a, yeah. quite a while. Uh, she a was while in. Yeah. Well, she was in uh, Chris Pine and her. Well, no, I'm sorry, I, I misspoke. Um, she was in Star Trek. She was in the original reboot of Star Trek, and, and uh, she played Spock's girlfriend. Yeah, and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Yeah, well, that's true. But I mean, she was that I she played Uhura. You know, we'll talk about a yes. uh, talk about a, a seminal role. Oh, yes. Uh, n- you know, started by Nichelle Nick uh, Nichelle Nichols, I think it was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, terrific, uh, terrific actress. So good for her. We are Plot Points Podcast. You can we are bi-monthly. Uh we are not ad supported. Uh I refuse to do that, although I'm not opposed to do it if the money's right, like anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I can casually mention Final Draft or uh whatever, uh Creative Screenwriting Magazine or whatever. Yeah. So well, so let's let's segue into that. What have you been working on lately? Um I'm preparing to play script doctor to uh, my uh, last finished um, screenplay. Uh-huh. I put it aside for a little bit so I could try to look at it with fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the meantime, I've been working on an idea for a new screenplay. Oh, and great. Yeah, yeah. Adventure thing. Yeah. Yeah. You write good action. So I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that. Yeah, I so I don't know if I mentioned it on the last podcast, so forgive me if I'm repeating myself, but I have a I'm up for a project um as a for an on an assignment to write a script and I had to send the producer two paper copies of my material and I as I mentioned in class, I I haven't said <laughs> I mean, I literally haven't sent out a paper copy of a script for 10 years, I think. So I had to find uh, covers and brads and three-hole punch paper, even though I have a three-hole punch. I could have punched my own. But it's really weird going back to that because I used to be de rigueur. Every, any script, oh. anytime you had a meeting, you had to send a paper copy of the script. There was no way to, you know, it, it, the Internet existed, but not like it does today. You, can't, yeah. you couldn't share material like that. You hate the thing was last century when that was well, unusual. E- yeah, it was well, when I when I started it was definitely all paper and then it's gradually got to be you could send a PDF and uh-huh. usually that way he would I'm sure this producer would be able to read it he just prefers to have paper. Yeah. So um anyway I, I got reacquainted with FedEx I I FedExed the, the two scripts up to him. So I'm waiting to hear on that and then I did a rewrite of a pilot um that I had written a couple about a year ago and I ended up setting it in the 60s. Oh. Which changed a lot of the uh, dynamics, so that yeah. was that was interesting. Oh, yeah. And um, and well, and then I'm going back to I I have some stuff I have to finish on another project, so so I'm I'm busy enough. Unfortunately, it's not generating a lot of income, which is uh, always an issue. I was watching the um, the life story of this one band, uh, and they showed one of the musicians going to a gig. Um, and he, they showed him getting out of his car and his car was at least looked like 20 years old. Yeah. It was, you know, dinged all over the place. It, the paint had faded. And I thought, okay, this, one of these, the, one of these members of this band was probably making a huge amount of money at, during the, during his time, his heyday. And now that's what he's driving to a gig. So, yeah. I mean, it just shows you in a nutshell what our lives are like. If you're a musician or a writer or an artist or whatever, you, you know, it's not really financially rewarding um, yeah. for the most part. So, uh, except if you're Chris and then you own the publishing company and the, uh, the world and everything like that, Mr. Yeah. <clears throat> Mr. My Eighth Novel. 
Because this is awards uh, season, we were going to go with uh, some other some awards based category for top five. But instead, we decided to go with something completely not awards based. Um, But uh, so we came up with the top five movies or TV shows that we like based on books, which were our first love. I think for me and for Chris, we, we, you know, we started reading before really we watched television and cartoons and stuff, but really, and truly our first depth uh, came from books. So what was your list of movies that you liked based on, based on other materials and TV series and TV series? Yeah. The first one on my list is Bosch series written by Connolly. Absolutely. Okay. And then I'm enjoying Bridgerton which is based on a series by Julia Quinn. Okay. Yeah, I've heard quite a bit of good about that. And uh, I am a fan of Outlander, and that was a series by Diana Gabaldon. Uh-huh. Queen's Gambit, novel by Walter Trevis. Yeah, great show. Oh, and number one on my list is George R. R. Martin's Game of Thrones. Oh, there you go. Big. That's a big, that's the 800 pound gorilla, right? Yes. Yeah. And so I didn't pick Game of Thrones. I deliberately didn't pick Game of Thrones, mm. but definitely would have been on the list if I had less, less choices. I went with uh, Longmire, which okay. I really uh, both enjoyed the series and the books are terrific. Yes. Uh, Hidden Figures which was a nonfiction book based on the women who worked at NASA during yes. the, the moon oh. project. Yeah, it was, was terrific. I, I also picked Bosch. I mean, come on, that's a great show. Um, I picked Sherlock, um, which is the, another, yet another adaption of the Sherlock Holmes. But the one I, the one I chose was the Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. Yes. The yeah. modern, a modern day version. Yeah. And then, um, so that brings me to four, and I have a couple cheats. Um, Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, sorry. I also picked, well, I'll, I'll just throw them out there. The Right Stuff. Okay. Uh, Endeavor, yeah. which was based on Morse, which uh, is Inspector Morse, which was um, yeah. in terrific British series. And then Silence of the Lambs, which, uh, oh. yeah. So. Okay. I mean, how can you go wrong? We, I, I don't know if you found this, but you could. we could have literally picked three dozen. Uh, yes. There's such great material based in uh, based in books. So, yes. Yeah. Well, uh, so if you pick up any of those uh, TV series or books, I'm sure you would enjoy. You, Chris had some terrific ones. I've never seen Bridgerton or Outlander, but uh, the other ones I were great, great choices. So. We are Plot Points Podcast. My name is Mark Sevy. I'm with here with Christopher Styers, whose book, uh, Desire and Witchery, is that what it yes. was? Yeah, Desire just, and Witchery. And just dropped on Amazon. It's available uh, I, uh, as an ebook or as a uh, paperback. Yes. Um, Chris has a website, ChristopherStyers.com. He's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, You anywhere fine books are sold. So you can find him just about any, anywhere. And I highly recommend anything he's written. I'm pitching Chris on a project. I, he hasn't, we haven't really talked about it too much, but it's something I'm going to push for. So 
beware, Chris, I'm going okay. to, you know, I'm going to put the, I'm going to put a full court press on, on you. So be aware. Okay. <laughs> yeah, be aware. You have a question this week, Chris? Yes, we did get one in. Okay. And uh, this is, how do you make a scene work? Oh God. Um, yeah, that's a big question. Uh, mm. Well, um, I, I don't think we can cover an entire uh, discussion on that, as you mm-hmm. probably understand, it's very oh, difficult. Yeah. yeah, but I think there's a couple a uh, couple of tips you want to do. First of all, I always say to my students, start late, leave early. So okay. start a scene as late as you can. Like if you're going to write a scene about a guy going to the hospital, instead of start in, instead of putting him in his car, or them in a car, and having him drive and go to the hospital, go on the elevator, just put him in the hospital room. Um, that's, and then start your scene there and then leave a little early. Uh, The main thing I see with student work is they don't know when to end the scene. Mm. And there is a natural ending to just about everything I I read, Uh, even student work that's not done well at times. Um, and you can cut those at a certain point. You want them, you want the maximum impact. So, Scenes got to be short. They got to be, I mean, there are exceptions. Don't, you know, write and tell me that Aaron Sorkin writes five page scenes. I know he does and he's good at it. <laughs> um, but most of us cannot achieve that level of competence in, uh, in scenes. And he's, he's capable even, but I got to say, even if you look at his work, his scenes are not that long. They seem a little bit longer because there are a lot of them are dialogue like, there's a scene in Being the Ricardos uh, at the end of the movie where Lucy and Ethel are sitting outside. Uh, Lucy and Ethel, uh, Vivian Vance and Lucille Ball <laughs> are sitting outside and uh, they start a conversation. And, and then the Willie, William Frawley character comes out. And then, um, oh God, what is the name of the writer? I did a profile on her. Anyway, she comes out. The point of the scene is it's one one long sequence but it but it has different characters that come in and interact with lucille ball and so that keeps it moving it really you because your focus is is changed well uh, madeline Pugh is the right was one of the the head writers there so the other thing is to try to figure out a way to ask a question answer a question and uh and resolve uh a a situation i mean those are always good scenes to keep you interested i i see so much uh especially tv series where you get to the end of the scene and they they say something and all and you're thinking boy i'm really tired i gotta go to bed uh and then all of a sudden they're kicking you to the next scene because they 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 keep you guessing they keep Mm -hmm. you in suspense they're either going to answer a question that's been burning in your mind or posit another question or resolve a situation um, these are particularly strong moments in, 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 and we talked about moments, movie moments and TV moments, yes. um, last, last podcast. So anyway, you know, start late, leave early, keep it short, answer questions, start questions, keep your audience engaged by making the scenes as punchy as possible and then moving on. But, okay. uh, honestly, there's just, uh, there's a million ways to do this. And then there's, I'm not even going to talk about scene sequences which are, you know, groups of scenes that lead to a what what we call temples. So that's another that's another whole whole discussion. But uh, good question. It's it's almost impossible to answer in any length of time. But generically, that's what I would do. Okay. Okay. 
All right. Well, we're going to call it a, a night after talking one more time to Chris about uh, a writing quote. Did you come up with something interesting, Chris? Yes. Uh, this came from Jim Thompson. Mm-hmm. Oh, He's wow. an author and screenwriter. Right. He did The Getaway, The Grift Killer Inside Me. He was a co-writer on Paths of Glory. Mm-hmm. And he said, there is only one plot things are not what they seem Mm, that's a great quote he is a powerful powerful writer too um did you see the version of the killer inside me that um the new one no i i can i i haven't yeah it's 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 kind of hard to watch uh he that's the kind of writer he was yeah so uh that's uh casey affleck and uh, i can't remember the uh well i remember the grifters yeah the grifters was terrific too sure Sure. Yeah, I, the killer inside me is a lot grittier than the grifters. In fact, yeah. I, I, I don't know how they ended up making it. It's a pretty, pretty potentially explosive movie. Yeah. So, uh, and that character is so. Oh my God! If you read the book, I, the, I, I won't get into it. Anyway, okay. great, great quote. Good, Jim Thompson is a was a is a terrific choice. So thank yeah. you. All right. Well, we're going to call it a, uh, a morning, a day, a night, whatever. Uh, we're Plot Points Podcast. Chris's latest book, Desire and Witchery, dropped on Amazon on Friday. It's available in ebook and paperback on, on Amazon, and Barnes & Noble, I'm sure, uh, Smashwords, anywhere that good read. And uh, he is a terrific writer. So avail yourself of this uh, latest in the third. These are novellas that take place in the world of Thuria, right? Am I correct yes. on that? Yes. Okay. And uh, I'm Mark Sevy. I uh, teach and write and do this podcast with Chris at mostly and have a great time, uh, even if it's not as financially rewarding as we would all like. Uh, <laughs> we are speaking from our hearts uh, when we say that we love to write and we love to be writers. Uh, so got to be got to be some benefit from from it because it sure, certainly doesn't pay the bills. But uh, I would like to tell everybody to be safe. Watch the Academy Awards uh, next Sunday. Enjoy them. Uh, And for all of us at uh, PlotPoints.com, for Chris, for myself, for the uh, men and women of uh, Orange County Screenwriters Association, be inspired. Do good work.